0: Welcome to the Bonnet Talks podcast, hosted by me, Alma Apia. This podcast is a platform for young people all over the world to share their current experiences and thoughts about what the heck is going on, child. From the black female dating experience to surviving adulthood struggles in London, we chat about it all like a FaceTime call. In today's episode, I catch up with Dallas, Texas content creator, Michelle Reed, and she's one of the people that I relate to the most. We talk about the importance of doing the simple things, why it's okay to not want the lifestyle others might seem to have, what she learned in her move from New York City to Dallas, Texas, her life as a married woman, which congrats to her again, the role her faith plays in her life slash content, and so much more. I love this conversation, really, because it really brings you down to earth in deciding what kind of lifestyle you want to have. Michelle is so down to earth, and I'm so glad to have chatted with her. Let's take a listen. <laughs> when did well, you get like Cash receiver. again?
1: When did you get Cash I got again? Him, I think the middle of February. Okay, so it was recent. It was it's been a was- while. Wow, oh my
0: gosh. But he, he yep. said, he, I remember watching one of your videos, and you said he won't get as big as most golden retrievers would,
1: right? Well, some of them are like 100 pounds. Like some of them get huge, but yeah. I think he'll be around 60, which is okay. kind of on the smaller scale. But yeah. I really feel like he's huge. I'm like, this is big enough. <laughs> oh my
0: gosh.
1: Yeah, he's so grown cute. so fast. <laughs> I'm
0: just so happy that you are here we can talk on virtually so sad we can't like have a studio and do this in person because of the pandemic I know. Um,
1: <laughs> but I, wish.
0: I know it would be so fun but I I'm really genuinely so excited to have you here and when you when you Aww. finally answered I was like oh my gosh yes because I've been watching you for a very long time now so oh um, well thank really you
1: good. so much <laughs> okay. I remember whenever you recorded with Brooke that's when I found your podcast because she had Aww. mentioned you in a video and I was like oh well, she's such cute. So I was so happy you reach out to me. I was like, I already know who you are.
0: That's so funny. Yeah. No, Brooke was awesome too. And I, you were someone that I, I, so I graduated two years ago. So you, you and I graduated at the same time. Cause I know you graduated early, right? Yeah. Okay. Was that 2019,
1: um I think it was 2019, 2019. It was two it, years ago yeah everything meshes now I have literally no idea
0: anymore I know <laughs> but I remember <laughs> I remember so when I when I first graduated um I was always like on YouTube looking for like the post I feel like everyone does like needs like the grad mm-hmm. advice like how do I resolve my quarter life crisis you know and um I had already been watching you a little bit um at that point but I think you had okay. just moved to New York City or something like that where you were in I remember like fall that's when I fall started to follow you more and I remember you were in New York yeah City then
1: yeah I went to college in New York but okay. I feel like for some reason after I graduated I was doing like work videos oh, that's okay. when like the algorithm picked up my channel and I think that's when a lot of people found my channel was doing okay that that's probably right. yeah I was watching yeah. here and
0: there but like I was started to regularly watch like then because that's, I, okay. I found some of your, your work videos. That's what it really was. And um, okay. I remember, <laughs> I just remember, like, just, I related to you so much because I just think our uh-huh. lifestyles, especially with our faith and everything is very similar. And I mm-hmm. thought it was, you were a breath of fresh air. And that, that's why mm-hmm. I was excited to have you come on because I think you touch upon a lot of things that many, oh, I hate to say influencers, but creators <laughs> don't, um, and I think a lot mm-hmm. of, people miss out on some of the stuff that you bring to light and that you talk about um and so that's That's why I think it's good to have Michelle on just to just show a different perspective and Mm -hmm. also to kind of account for the people who are not living in New York City and are uh, not in a big city doing this x (laughs) y and z stuff (laughs) You know, we got to account mm-hmm. for them too. And I think it's I important know. to show like all aspects. So I was really excited when you said yes. I was like, oh,
1: Michelle,
0: because yeah. you helped me too. I, again, like.
1: Because you're, you're getting your MBA, is that right?
0: Yes, I am. So I started that actually, August 2020. So I kind of had my okay. year of post-grad. And then I was like, ah, oh, let's just mess around and go back to school <laughs> you did. Yeah. You like to move and then you continue you know do, doing your full-time thing. So that was really awesome. And we'll talk about that too. But Aww. um yeah, so <laughs> I so now I'm in DC, I'm back in like a, a city environment. Okay. But uh yeah, it's been definitely a roller coaster since then, like since I started like watching you mm-hmm. regularly. Um but I just feel like I, we this is our first time meeting. I just feel like I've grown with you just because I watched all your q as <laughs> I'm watching Aww. your videos and I'm like, "Oh, you know, like She's one person I can really relate to. So, <laughs> so nice.
1: Yes. Yeah, so, to hear that.
0: again, I'm glad to have you on, and I want to kick this off by, you know, giving you the opportunity to do a self introduction. Who are you, Michelle? What have you been up to? Mm-hmm. Um, how have you been feeling? Just, you know, let us know.
1: <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I think there's someone revving their engine <laughs> probably oh, quickly. Okay. A good time out there. <laughs> I know. I moved away from New York, and I thought I was done with that, but. In Dallas, people drive crazy too. But I'm Michelle. I am probably most known as a YouTuber online. I have been doing YouTube and Instagram and just the social media content creation stuff since I was literally in middle school. So I've been doing it for so long. And it's funny because we were chatting before, but I think that people have kind of joined my channel at different points of my life. So some people found me in college. I went to college in New York City. I went to a really small liberal arts college. And then I graduated a year early and I was in this phase of life where I just didn't quite know what I wanted to do. I was like, you know, I'm just going to do the path that I think is right, that everyone else is doing around me. And so I went ahead and got a job in social media marketing, kind of on the other side, actually working more on the side of Mm -hmm. brands and trying to get brands to work with influencers. And it was really fun. I learned a lot. But I was only there for six months. And so, I'm definitely a quitter, so I definitely quit her. I feel job like everyone was at
0: their full-time jobs for six months. And then they just like they just said, you know what? Brooke, uh, yeah. Natalie. Everybody.
1: I know. And everyone thought, like, okay, all these girls are doing it at the same time. Like, what is up? But the thing <laughs> I know, is, I think we all just I think we all just hopped into jobs after college and kind of never realized that what mm. we were doing online was a job. And so Mm. I just kind of reflected and realized financially, it made a lot more sense to leave that job and just pour myself into doing content creation online. And it was one of those things I was always really scared to do. But once I did it, I feel like God has really provided for me and I've been able to keep at it ever since. And I guess another big life thing was I got married almost a year ago in August 2020. So I've almost been married for a year, which is Ah. crazy and yeah wow. we both live in Congrats. Dallas now. thank you yeah it's it's crazy I feel like time has flown especially fast through 2020 so I can't even believe that it's almost the summer of 2021 but that's a little bit of backstory about me I'm about to turn 23 and I'm kind of sad about it because I really like being 22 but I feel like oh as you get older, <laughs> I can't remember. I'm so young people are probably like you're so annoying but I just like 22 sounds so young and 23 you gotta have so much more together so
0: yeah listen so I I'm turning 24 and I I was saying the same exact thing to myself three days ago I kid you not I was like oh my god Mm -hmm. I kind of like being 23 like why am I
1: inching closer to like mid-20s like that's so scary It is, but it's really not even that big of a deal. I was watching one of Brooke's recent videos too, and she was talking about that too like how the next age she was turning just seems so much older when it's really not. (laughs) It's so funny. I can't. I feel like also 22
0: is like a nice age. Like it's the Taylor Swift age. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm not supposed to know what I'm doing. But then like you turn yeah. like 23. Like even me now, I'm like, okay, I probably should know what I'm doing. Uh, okay, <laughs> I still don't know. Okay, I, I fucked basically. So You sound really,
1: <laughs> you got a plan now. You're back in school. You're trying new things. <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And so
0: how, you know, I thought it would be interesting to ask this. How was it being on the other end for work? Like you were doing social media marketing for brand. And I feel like I've I've done the same thing. Um, I just okay. feel like it's so much different than how we think it's supposed to be, especially as creators. And it's a mm-hmm. lot I don't know. It it is creative, but it's also a lot less creative too. It's like a diff- It's a weird like vortex, weird thing. Oh
1: yeah. <laughs> so I, wanted to I totally it agree. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just at like a coordinator level at an agency. Oh, so okay. I was doing a lot of just like the administrative stuff. So mm-hmm. it was a lot of when influencers would post their content, I would reach out and make sure I got like their analytics, and I was always copied on all the emails with my managers and everything. So. Mm -hmm. I thought it was really cool because I got to kind of be a fly on the wall and hear the other side of things. And one thing Mm -hmm. that it really helped me learn was how much I wasn't negotiating enough for my deals. And just at this point, I didn't have a manager online for Mm -hmm. social media. And I was seeing these Mm -hmm. other influencers who I was like, wow, they're really great at negotiating or their managers are really great at negotiating. And I just realized I was signing deals that really didn't have my best interests at heart. And so I felt Mm. like I really learned about that side of things. And I also learned just how effective influencer marketing is.
0: Mm -hmm. I was
1: actually listening to this podcast the other day, and they're talking about how a lot of people think influencers are kind of like overpaid, which you could definitely look at influencers and be like, why are they making more than a doctor or a nurse or whatever it may be? But she was talking about how... It's simply they're paying for their influence and they're paying for the fact that they know their audience is likely to purchase a product because they trust them. And I really saw that at the job that, like, wow, this actually really does work. And it works so well because it's so trackable. You can track the clicks so easy. And with other forms of marketing, you know, when you're driving, you don't get to see when someone sees a billboard if they go and buy a Coke after they see it on a sign. So, That was something I learned a lot and it kind of gave me the confidence that, oh, I can do this as a full-time job because it really is, you know, something of the future that's going to be bigger.
0: Yeah, no, I think a lot of people miss out on that. Um, especially just because of how, as it, as you mentioned, how trackable it is, the data. Like, I know, listen, Amazon's probably listening to us right now, child, but listen, <laughs> it's, that is, they're using that data to really gain an influence. And that's the thing, like, people are like, okay, you posted this picture one time and you're making X amount of money, what, why? And it's like, well, because you guys are, Buying into it. Like, that's just at the end end of the day. uh, No, but at the end of of the day, right? You know, it's the best way for people to actually measure how well they're doing. Um, And I think Mm -hmm. something that I love about influencer marketing in particular, and the way that I think business in general is moving, not now, this is like a business podcast. I did not mean for that to turn into, (laughs) but just a quick tangent. Uh, (laughs) I think what's really amazing is that um, people like you, you know, you get to be authentic. And I think people buy into that. People want to, you know, connect to and relate to the people who are like them and know that, okay, wow, this is what's working for them. This is not, that's not working for them. This is what I could take and apply to my life or, you know, I feel like I can find comfort in this person. Um, and I think that that's just, that's just a new, not the new thing. Cause it's everyone should be relating to each other and being nice to each other and being mm-hmm. their full self but i think the fact that we can actually track that online and people just feel more comfortable that way is really important and that's why it's not going to go away <laughs> so that's awesome that yeah. you realize i'm really glad you found confidence through that job to realize that what you're doing mm-hmm. is is really a good thing
1: yeah no i definitely learned that and i totally agree because when i watch other youtubers I find a lot of my products that I buy, my recommendations from them, and it's not even just about products. I try not to do, you know, a million sponsorships. I'm really selective with who I work with because I do mm-hmm. know my audience does trust me and I don't want to lose that trust by sharing something I don't actually like, but yeah. it is really impactful when you find, you know, a creator who has that trust and is genuine and then you find a brand that is also genuine and you put them together and it just works, which is really good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, and something that I notice with your content in particular is you know again i I keep saying this you you are so genuine, I think you are someone you I don't know why, but like it's just you stand out and in the sense that like you kind of do your own thing, you're just kind of on your own vibe, like you're mm-hmm. doing what works best for you. And that's interesting, considering the fact that you graduated and then you went right into the typical job right right after school mm-hmm. and then moved to new york city um and what 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 was the hardest thing you had to learn in that time, and how did that influence you to you know do what was actually best for you and you know end up moving to Dallas and saying you know this mm-hmm. not might not be for me anymore because I notice a lot of people come to me and they say they feel pressure to be in this certain box or to be in this certain spot. Um, and I know I from your videos and your your content that you kind of had that you kind of also had that little moment too where you're like, uh, eh, like I thought this is what I wanted to do and maybe this isn't the best thing, right? And then you decided to move on and, and do your own thing. How hard was that decision?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think I'm really thankful that I grew up in a family where my parents really supported me. And I know a lot of people You know, they grow up with parents who are like, you need to do this job because it's secure. And I was on the total opposite end where my parents were like, you need to run with what you're doing online. Like there's success Mm -hmm. there. And my dad has just always been really, really supportive of it. And I remember when I graduated, they kind of, you know, chatted with me. We're like, why don't you just do what you're doing full time? But I was just so fearful. Mostly because I feared the way other people would perceive me. I just thought, you know, this is the right thing to do is to get just a normal nine to five job. And even from the other Mm. perspective, I didn't want my audience to feel like I wasn't relatable if I was just doing this more non-traditional job. I really did value the fact Mm. that, okay, I relate to other 22 year olds, 21 year olds, whoever it may be. And I think a lot of times we make decisions because we're just so scared of, you know, offending people or doing what we think we're supposed to do. But at the end of the day, I had to sit down and really pray about it a lot. And also just kind of talk to people that I trusted, like my parents. They're like, you should just run with what, you know, you have online. And I said, you know, I'm going to try it. And if it fails, I can always go back and get a job. I have a degree. It's perfectly fine. And I'm just happy that I had that confidence that I also got from my parents to just supporting me and I mean my husband Aiden he was my fiance at the time I'm pointing because he's like working at his desk back there he was also, uh, yeah, so I know supportive. He's, he's back there in the office <laughs> yeah. he gets the bedroom office which is a little unfortunate because it's kind of dark but it's okay and so oh. he just really supported me too which I really appreciated a lot and yeah I just ran with it and I think that's the thing when you're in your 20s I think we always think we have to be doing stuff because it's the norm and it's what other people are doing. But something I try to talk about a lot in my podcast is don't just do things because other people are doing them, especially if you don't want to be like other people. You want to be like yourself and you want to kind of cultivate your own character. And I think that comes with taking leaps, as cheesy as it sounds. I never thought I'd be the person who was like, go out and take a leap of faith. But I really can't imagine if I had stayed in that way of life, just working crazy hours because I doubted what I had. And so I just think it takes having confidence in yourself and having people around you. That really help you. Right.
0: And I I 100% agree with you and really respect you for that. I think something else that's really incredible to me, too, is how you you talk about the lifestyle that you have and how it was you currently have and how it's very mm-hmm. different from the life you were living in New York where you know I think you seem a bit stressed if I'm not mistaken it was just <laughs> I think it's also the environment <laughs> being in the, a city like that where it's non-stop mm-hmm. all the time and just I think also being surrounded by people literally all the time and they all seem like they're doing something can be just it could be subconsciously just a lot, a lot of pressure, even though it's not a direct mm-hmm. thing, right? Um, and I think something that you're really showing that's really important, important, is um, the idea that there are so many other lifestyles out there, and that it's okay to not act with a sense of urgency because we're so conditioned to do so. I know you did a podcast episode about that recently. I loved it, by mm-hmm. the way. Of, of course, yeah, with okay. all the stuff that you do, <laughs> and, um, <laughs> because it made, it made me think too. Like I'm someone who's always said, you know, take it and run, like act on a sense of urgency, like do it, do it, do it. Mm-hmm. And I think the pandemic has really taught us to be okay with the present and actually look around and not you don't always have to be looking forward. You can also just look around and see where you are for what it is. Um, mm-hmm. And I think you do a really good job um, by showcasing that and just being really truthful about, okay, you know, this is this was my life in New York and I appreciate that. I think that's something you said the other day, too, or in a, a YouTube uh, um, vlog. You said you appreciated it for what it was, but you're not going to romanticize that. Um, and I don't think you I mean, even in the way you speak about your life in New York, you don't do that. And I think that's really incredible because I think a lot of people. Right now, are looking to New York or places like that and thinking that's the end all be all. And right now, we're seeing that many people are actually moving to different places and doing their own thing and saying, you know what? Like, I'm moving back with my parents, and that's okay. I'm really, I'm close to my family, and I love that. And that's, I'm gonna live my life that way, and I'm gonna show you what that kind of life is like. Um, you recently got married. You have your you you're kind of having your own little family. You're starting your own lifestyle, and that's not something we honestly see often amongst our demographic. It's very very different because a lot of people are scared of that kind of thing. Um, and so, I wonder for you, what has it been like, kind of coming to terms with the life that you you're cultivating in Texas, if that makes sense. Um, How was that transition like? What did you find was most important for you in kind of creating this character for yourself and how you wanted to portray that in your content?
1: Yeah, I love what you said about kind of sharing the different lifestyles. Because whenever I was creating videos, I just always saw, you know, kind of one lifestyle that people show, which was graduating college, getting a job. Working mm. a lot, and also like living in a big city, which is perfectly fine if that's your life. Oh, like yeah. that's totally right. fine. And I really enjoyed that when I was there. And sometimes I'll catch myself now. I feel that a lot of people are moving back to New York City because it's opening up and everything. And I kind of romanticized when I lived there. We were talking about this the other day, and we're like, kind of miss it sometimes. But then I'll remember the things that I don't miss, like just never having time for my friends, never having time. Quality time together with Aiden, not having space, mm-hmm. and honestly, just realistically how expensive it was. Those are things that I don't miss. And I remember oh, those yeah. things. Yeah. And it wasn't easy moving back here. I think when you move anywhere, it definitely is You know, a struggle because you do romanticize your past life. And I think that's a good thing that we do that because it's good that we remember the good parts and all the bad parts all the time. Mm -hmm. But I am really thankful for the phase of life that I'm in right now. And I really try to show that on my YouTube channel because a lot of times I think people portray unrealistic ways of life on YouTube. And I don't think I was doing that in New York. I think I was a little too candid by showing how stressed I was all the time. But I just don't. <laughs> and when people no, would say girl. they look up to me at that time and like, you're living a life I want, I was thinking, I don't want anyone to be living this way. I want people to have time yeah. for other things and to not Thank be much. running around. And I literally started losing my hair during that phase of life because I was just so stressed out. And I remember. when I moved back here, and I just want to acknowledge that I think. It does take having a certain level of I have a job that supports me. Eden has a job that he can support Mm -hmm. us too. And Mm -hmm. I think those are reasons why we can live the way we do. So I know people are Mm -hmm. living back home with their parents. And I just wanted to kind of share in my YouTube videos that that's okay if you're living a lifestyle that's not glamorized on TV. Because I find I'm much happier now, even though the algorithm's not picking up my videos as much because it's not all shiny in New York City, (laughs) I still know that I have people watching my videos who are in similar life stages who are thankful that, we're showing it's okay to live more simply it's okay to live slowly and it's okay to enjoy mm-hmm. that and not have to be seeking the next thrill so i'm not sure if that quite answered your question but that's kind of my mindset about moving back here and everything
0: yeah and so when you when you first it's kind of like you have a fresh start right when you move to a new place and you mm-hmm. and you're newly married and you have cash you you got back in sub. <laughs> um You know, what was, what were some of the things that you immediately knew you wanted to change in the sense of like, okay, you know, this is my lifestyle before, but I know I need to be better at this. Mm -hmm. I know you talk a lot Mm -hmm. about your faith and even, um, you know, recently you've been kind of even struggling a bit with that. um, And Mm -hmm. how, when you first moved, what were some of the things that you knew you you didn't want to sacrifice? You knew you needed, and you might've not been able to fulfill those things in New York City, but now- you could now you could that you could stepped out of that that space, you can say, Oh, I I need this and I'm gonna incorporate this in my
1: life. I think the first thing that was the biggest thing and something that I had kind of like incorporated my routine in New York, not really, was just fitness. And mm-hmm. I think when people see like fitness stuff online, it's very much focused on working out to look a certain way, working out to lose weight, whatever it may be. But I am such a hardcore believer that my like fitness routine is purely for my mental health. And I notice myself just Mm. being a much happier person when I run running for me is the thing that I really enjoy doing, because it just really does help my mental health. And so that was something that moving back here, I said, you know, I'm going to work out five days a week, not because I'm trying to look a certain way. And I also started incorporating like weights too, and just trying to get stronger because I felt when I was in Mm -hmm. New York City, I just gotten so weak because I was not focusing on like getting stronger. And that was something that I just had the time to do here. So I started doing and you mentioned faith too. We had always gone to a church in New York City, but we kind of struggled to get plugged in. We tried to go to a group, but Sometimes I feel like when you try to go to church groups, it's a just a little forced, and it's kind of hard to actually genuinely connect with people. And so here we're like, we're really going to get mm. plugged into a church, but then COVID happens, so it's just hard to kind of meet people oh, at churches. <laughs> and it's so it's so hard when yeah. you move somewhere new because like people are wearing masks, they're not talking to each other, and some places they didn't mm. even have church, and so it's just hard. But now that's something we're trying to really focus on is actually getting plugged in for real because. I do think it's hard and my faith has been something that in the past year just hasn't felt as strong. I think there's been a lot of stuff going on too in the world and you can kind of question, you know, why is all this stuff happening? Like, why does God do these things to people? Or like, why do bad things happen to good people? That kind of struggle. And I think that can kind of make your faith falter a little bit. And then I think when I was in New York, I just wasn't prioritizing having a quiet time too. And I really do believe to feel that connection with God, it does take you know sitting down and praying and reading a devotional. It doesn't have to be something super crazy. It can be fifteen minutes in the morning. And I started doing this little five minute journal right here, and it kind of seems like oh, just a simple I have thing. That. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah, That's I do. Really I do. It's so cute. I love it. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> like doing the affirmations in the morning and just remembering, okay, this is who God says I am. Especially because my job is so interacting with so many different people who have an opinion about everything that you do. I just have to remember Mm. where my identity is and that's in him. And so that's something that I really try to focus on too. But I would say those are kind of the biggest things and just being newly married, like getting to spend time with Aiden and really, like you said, like cultivate our own family has been really special. And I feel like we're a proper family now that we have cash because we have something to take care of. So Mm -hmm. It's been really great. I really like being here.
0: Being in a position where there are so many opinions and there are so many different perspectives, especially about faith and even religion. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's so much. It can be a little bit controversial, too, just even in talking about it, especially amongst young people. Um, and so mm-hmm. how do you how do you stay strong in your faith and how do you feel confident, you know, in that? I as a, I'm a Catholic. I'm a Roman Catholic, actually. And, um, I have also, I've kind of felt a lot of pressure, especially like if, you know, if I hear friends who might have different opinions than I do, sometimes it's like, okay, how do I, how do I approach these conversations or how do I feel confident in my faith? Um, and I think sometimes, especially with the past Mm -hmm. year, um, You do think about those things like why and you question a lot of different things um, and you don't really know how to go about it or how to seek answers. How have you stayed strong in that, especially with, you know, all the different things you've been going through to experience Mm -hmm. it in this kind of time period that we're in now is very unique with our, you know, social political climate and just how people are and just Gen Z and how Mm -hmm. people are. Everyone's different. So taking all that in, how do you you go about that?
1: No, I'm just, I'm thinking of like, I always talk about needing to get on TikTok, but I feel like people on TikTok are so mean. And I think it's the Gen Z. <laughs> they just have an opinion about everything. Yeah. When you said that, I was like, yeah, I'm scared of, I guess I'm technically Gen Z, but I'm like, I'm not okay. like that, I promise.
0: Because <laughs> are you, are you, are you 1998? Yeah. Or 1998? Okay. Okay. I'm 97 and I'm still confused. I'm like, am I a millennial <laughs>
1: Gen Z. Like, I, think I feel, feel like I like relate. Yeah, I think we are Gen Z. I actually saw my friend Kenzie was arguing with someone on her Instagram was they're like, You're a millennial. And oh, she was why? in 98 too. She's like, I'm Gen Z. Sorry, I cut you off, so I just had to say that. <laughs> no,
0: it's <laughs> no, it's like weird because it's like, oh, it's like the elites versus something else. I'm like, what, yeah. what why? Because I'm not TikTok. God <laughs> <laughs> That's I know so everyone's weird.
1: always telling me to get on tiktok and I'm like I literally am so scared of tiktok <laughs> people <Super> are mean <laughs> I'm dying oh but I guess I to answer your question I think when it comes to like disagreeing with people and relating to other people it's funny because I used to be really kind of scared to talk about my faith online because I have a lot of followers I don't like to call them followers I think my audience is a lot of people of just like I'm like you're not following (laughs) it just sounds kind of funny (laughs) but I think that I have a lot of different people watching my videos so people of all different faiths and I never want to offend anyone and I never want to feel like I'm like pushing anything down anyone's throats but at the same time I'm someone who my faith is a really big part of my life. And so it's not really something that I just kind of like Mm -hmm. put on a shelf and hide, and I can't keep it from my videos. And it's funny, because I share my faith every now and then in my videos, it's not like I'm not doing dedicated, you know, Christian videos or anything. But I find that a lot of people actually appreciate it. And I've had specifically a lot of Muslim viewers who said, you know, even though we have different faiths, like, I still feel like I relate a lot to your faith. And so I think, A lot of times Mm. we think people are going to be offended by like sharing things, but it's just like anyone sharing something that they're passionate about. I think it makes other people Mm -hmm. happy too. And it comes off as more genuine because it's just you being you. And I think as a Christian, when it comes to like having conversations with people, the Bible talks a lot about how they'll know you by your love. And it sounds so cheesy to say just love people, but I really do believe that. Love is at the core of it. And, you know, the verse in 1 Corinthians that talks about love being patient and kind. And I think always approaching those conversations from that kind of attitude. I'll have people like come at me at my DMs. And sometimes I don't really respond because I don't think trying to have a conversation, it just feels more like they're just trying to kind of attack me. But I do try to be yeah. genuine and kind and just patient with other people because at the end of the day, it's like, I think God is the one who changes people's hearts. It's not actually us. And at the same time, maybe it's just someone who needs Mm. to be loved. I know when I'm having an awful day and I'm being critical about myself, I'm so much more likely to be critical of other people. And so I try to kind of remember that when I'm going back and forth with people. But yeah, I mean, that's my viewpoint on my Mm. faith. I think it can be hard. And within like getting married, I think I've learned a lot about patience within the first year of getting married, especially because we waited to move in together. So that was a whole process. And honestly, it was a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. It was really fun. It feels like having a sleepover with the person you love. Like every night, it really does. But there are... Wait, I love that. that That's what we want to see, girl. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we want to see. We love it. (laughs) And there are parts that are harder. But I think the thing that's helpful about sharing a faith with the person that you're marrying like having the same faith is that you do kind of have the same foundation to go back to which I appreciate and like loving each other and it's been really fun but yeah my faith is definitely a big part of everything and I've kind of learned over time how to incorporate in the best way in terms of my videos
0: no I think that's awesome and I you know you you kind of said something that I I try to do and I try to point out in my podcast, especially Um, I know you mentioned how even Muslim viewers have come to you and said, Oh, I actually really appreciate that. I really relate to that. Um, I think that's important because especially considering the year that we've had, um, I mean, this, this kind of stuff has been happening for centuries, we know, but obviously Mm -hmm. in the past year, it's just been gosh, blown up. And I just think it's really important to showcase those things and explain right. And say, you know, this is what I think and I want to hear what you think. I want to be open and connect with you and understand, you know, what values do we share? I think that at the end of the day, like that's what it should be about. And um, mm-hmm. we should be, I think, I, what I do with my podcast is I, I make sure that I try to have many people of different backgrounds um, of different faiths and even different, you know, especially something, a segment that I do, is um you know I say okay you're you're 20s in this country and I talk to a 20 something year old in a different country and showcase mm. what they go through because at the end of the day we are actually going through the same things so we just yeah. like it's just different context and I think people need to be more open to that and not categorize and box people and I think it's very easy mm. to do That's that That's so good. Yeah, it's it's, so good. it's very easy to do that with people online because it's the it's the fastest way we get to judge someone or understand someone understand quote unquote. Mm. Our brain is just kind of like, okay, well, this is, I'm going to categorize you here because it's easiest and I'm going to judge you based on that. And at the end of the Mm. day, you need to be able to step out of your comfort zone and open yourself up to understanding and expose yourself to these different backgrounds, these different religions, these Mm. different, um, you know, uh, countries right to really get a sense of also who you are as a person too and understanding where you Mm -hmm. stand and where your values are and so i think it's really important that people are just honest about that and that doesn't mean be offensive like Mm -hmm. be comfortable and confident in your values and when someone else is pointing something out listen to them and see where Mm -hmm. you have the commonality and you could actually have a really beautiful relationship with those people and i think um something you just mentioned too with Aiden I think that's really awesome that at the end of the day you have the core foundational values the same values pretty like basically and mm-hmm. um that also helps in your confidence and knowing yourself too and I think that even goes beyond marriage I think that just goes like with people you surround yourself with your friendships knowing that, you know, these are people who do share those core values with you and they're always going to be there to support you and strengthen you, especially Mm -hmm. in moments like this, where we're literally having a quarter life crisis probably every day. (laughs) You need, you need that support, you know? And I think people, I think something that I've learned, especially in the past two years is that you need to put more effort into doing that kind of stuff, especially when you're not in the bubble anymore of college. Um, You can't, you're not, in that safe space and you have to know, okay, mm-hmm. who do I surround myself with? Who, who do I want to learn from? What kind of person I want to be? Um, so I, I think that's really awesome that I, it shows in your content. That's why I'm telling you this. So I, I, so I, I think it's really important that you're doing what you're doing and that you do that fearlessly. Mm-hmm. I really love that. So. Oh,
1: <laughs> I saw you had, I went on, I think her name is pronounced Camilla. Yeah. She's in Camilla. Argentina. Yeah. Yeah. I was on her podcast and it was so interesting. She was talking about her school and everything there. And it's just crazy how it's like you said, you can be so different than someone and living in such a different way, a different place, but then you do have the same struggles. And I think a lot of times mm-hmm. we think that we're so different than everyone. It's like really, I think we have a lot more in common than we think and it takes finding that. But yeah. she was so sweet. And I saw that you recorded with her. I was like, Oh, I love her. She's yeah. so nice.
0: No, she's awesome. She's like the—I don't even know. She, she and I are just, just get each other. She's so cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the, mm-hmm. the thing is, I wouldn't have—I would have never even known her if it wasn't for things like the podcast and me saying, you know what? I, she says she's from, she's from Argentina. Like, I want to know more about that, and I want to hear from her and build that relationship. And I think it takes a level of vulnerability and humility to be like, hey, mm-hmm. like I don't know everything in this world. I want to know more, and I. I'm doing that with a genuine curiosity, not out of, I'm not being hostile, not, you know, not, I don't have a personal agenda. I just genuinely want to get to know you and broaden my horizons and understand the people around me and and myself. And I think that's really important in this, this point in our life. So I really love that, um, that you've, you've just very much remained strong in your faith and then, you know, been open with the struggles that you've had too. And, mm-hmm. you know, have been actively working towards that as well. I think that's really awesome. So <laughs> Aww, thank you. Of course. And um, for you, what is the what is like the biggest change that you've seen in yourself uh, in the past, like two years or so? Because just things have. I mean, even mm-hmm. honestly, in the, year, the past year or two, but because so much has happened. Mm-hmm. But like, what has been the oh biggest gosh, change you've seen in yourself? And um, what are you also most proud of?
1: Oh, my gosh. I feel like I've gone through so many changes the past two years. Yeah. I think the biggest thing in terms of just myself and my personality, I think I used to be a lot more timid, especially in college. But ever since graduating Mm -hmm. and, you know, working that first job and then going out on my own doing this and especially doing podcast interviews and everything, I think I've gotten a lot more social and a lot more just able to kind of like hold my own better. And I think being in New York City helped a lot with oh. that, too, because people will push you over there if you don't stand your ground and, you know, just like be your own person. <laughs> I think I used to be a lot more scared of doing things. And yeah, I was just like a lot more timid than I am now. And I think that's probably the biggest thing that I've noticed myself changing in. I think the thing that I'm most proud of, I feel like that's a question that I never actually think about, or like things that I'm actually proud of. Well, you should. Mm.
0: Michelle,
1: hype yourself up, girl. I know. I think the biggest thing, and maybe people would disagree with this, but I think on YouTube, there's a lot of pressure to kind of like create certain content or make more flashy videos or do clickbait titles and that kind of stuff to kind of grow online. And it's something that I'm definitely – conscious of is like, I'm growing less than I used to be. I'm not having as many subscribers kind of add on each month like I used to. But the thing that I'm proud of is I've never really sacrificed who I am and the kind of content that I want to create for views or for subscribers. And I can genuinely say Mm -hmm. probably 99% of everything that I've ever posted, I'm proud of and I think represents me. Because I mean, my family watches my videos, like my dad watches my videos. I never want to be putting something online where they're your like, dad, that okay, so your dad's right? an icon. Please tell him I said that. <laughs> I think I'm gonna um, do a Father's Day episode with him because I love doing content. Please. with him. He's just so wise. He's really smart and just a fun person to be around. But yeah, I think, I've stayed true to myself. I think I've just stayed pretty true to myself and created content that I think represents me pretty well. And there's just a lot of pressure. I was listening to my friend Janine Amapola's podcast today, and she was talking about just how crazy the influencer industry is and how she went to this event once where they were gifting them free clothes. And they literally would look at how many followers you had and then decide how many clothes you got based off of how many followers you had. And I was like, what? Oh like my God. Crazy. What? But that's so true. And I mean, I don't really go to YouTube events that much. But when I did in New York, people would look you down if you weren't like wearing certain things. And it's just an industry where it's very easy to compare yourself and feel insecure. But I think for the most part, I've stayed true to who I am and not. Let that stuff affect me.
0: No, that's awesome. I really love that, and I think you sound. I I was watching Natalie Barbu. I always bring her up because she's always like speaking facts. But she also said (laughs) a similar thing where she was like, "I know, like people aren't. I mean, I'm not getting as many views as I was before, but I'm just happy with my content. Like, I this is me, and this is what I want to do. And I think it takes a lot." for people to get to that point because this goes beyond YouTube, right? I think it gets it's a lot to get to the point at, at our age to be like, I'm comfort- comfortable and confident with where I am and I just don't care, I'm just gonna do whatever. <laughs> it takes a lot, yeah. it's, it sounds silly, but it's just like, it sounds like a Disney Channel movie plot. But it, it's its <laughs> like, <laughs> this is me, where's Demi Lovato with Camp Rock? It's, yeah, the same right. it, it's so hard for us. To mm-hmm. get to that point and do that. And it's something I struggle with to this day. So everyone's going to do that. But it's you. It's just at the end of the day, your happiness is number one. And, you know, I think you mentioned something earlier about fitness and how you do it for mental health. Mm-hmm. And I think that's awesome. I, I really relate to you in that because... I realize how much happier I am when I work out, whether it's, through, I'm a dancer, so whether it's through dance Aww. or it's through also running, because I also used to be on the track team. So girl, I oh, love man. running. So, Wait, I, what kind know, of dance do you do? I do um, contemporary uh, hip hop
1: and K-pop. Cool. Wait, do you take like lessons? Did you do, was it, is it called studio dance? Yeah, like studio- or like competitive yeah. So I,
0: so when I was younger, so I'm pretty much actually self-taught. This is like a t- tangent, but I'm, I've been self-taught <laughs> since I was 10. And then I did um, wow. show choir choreography competitions in high school. So I did competitive okay. dance there. And now I'm back into doing studio, studio stuff. Wow, well, not with the so pandemic. Cool.
1: Cause and I always are, wonder, I really like, want to go take classes cause I danced in high school and like since I was four, Wow. And so I was really into it. But I did, like, here in the South, they have drill team where you do, like, the kick lines and everything. So I did that yeah. kind of stuff. And I've always been yeah. like, it'd be fun to go take a class again. But I'm like, I'm too old for that now. And I'm like, no, maybe you're I not. should go. No, no. <laughs> do it.
0: Do it. You'll you. actually find a ton of studios for adults. This is stupid. Why? <laughs> the fact that we say said- <laughs> we're old. old, we're literally 23. And- we're going to be 23 and 24. What is this? no yeah. it's they call it adult we're like barely adult they need like they need like barely adult studios uh <laughs> that's what they, barely they need <laughs> barely How there uh,
1: your, uh, sorry i'm totally hijacking
0: your. Podcast. no please hijack this podcast take it uh <laughs> giving you the password take it no i um so my classes before the pandemic uh the panoramic it was uh like 10 people 10 okay. people. So not bad. They have smaller classes than, yeah, good size. Um, I think the largest that they would allow us, at least at the studio I was at, was like fifteen, twenty. That's okay. like excessive.
1: <laughs> yeah, so that's a little 10, big.
0: Ten so
1: okay yeah. that's good find one Michelle do it I, I will look for you <laughs> we were talking about so it's either that or I'm gonna do horseback riding because we were talking about how we really need to start having hobbies <laughs> as <of old>. adults. <laughs> like we can't just watch movies every night and I was like he was trying to get me to do tennis but I'm just not good at sports it's just not gonna happen and I'm like what if I go back to dance I could do that
0: you've inspired no, dance me dance is awesome no do it do it I actually this is such a tangent guys wow <laughs> listeners please just hold on I'm talking to Michelle one second
1: you said it was supposed to be like a FaceTime call
0: this is like a FaceTime call. no it is <laughs> it is a FaceTime call literally <laughs> no wait there is this class I took and the person who taught he was like I uh, was like 57 he said he started dance when he was 24 Five or twenty-seven because mm-hmm. this girl that he liked was a dancer, and so he was like, "Oh, I'll take these classes." You know, fucked around, made some jokes, ended up oh. loving dance, and has been teaching ever since.
1: Then. Oh my gosh, that's so cool! And he's like, "That's his like career," and ballet too. That's hardcore.
0: Yeah, that's oh, hard. Wow. Like, you're if that was me, my bones would be creaking. They'd be like, "Whoa, I need some <laughs> like." Really stretch. and he's yeah. still going at it that's still going it was insane I I told him I said you know and this is another thing that, that kind of actually pops in my mind when we were talking about mm-hmm. this earlier right this um timeline that we're put on by society of like you need to do x y and z by this time and do this and you can't do this anymore it's you're too old mm-hmm. and it's like I asked him, I said, how, like, did you face those pressures? Like, what was it like, you know, you're 25, 27, Mm -hmm. taking ballet classes, starting from scratch? Like, people have been dancing. As you mentioned, you said you were dancing since you were four. Like, Mm -hmm. how how was that for him? He said, you know what? I just knew I wanted to do it. Like, at the time, he was motivated because he had this crush on the girl. But when that didn't work out, he still was like, I kind of like dance still, you know? And he said, this is what... I, I can see myself doing and I don't care like who's in my class if there's three year olds in my class too I'll dance with them like cool we'll do it together mm-hmm. he really was just like <laughs> I just knew like I enjoyed it and I, I, I've i been thinking about that ever since he said that I was just like you know I just want to do things because I enjoy it and I like it it's like mm-hmm. fitness as you mentioned for me I knew I as you can tell I have a lot of energy like I need to get this energy out somehow so <laughs> Uh for me, I really enjoy working out and I'm I'm glad I can do those things without an objective of like Mm
1: -hmm. I
0: as you mentioned I need to lose weight or I need to like look this way or I need to do this because everyone else is doing it it's more of like just do the simple things that make you happy Mm -hmm. and go for it and at the end of the day you'll meet your goals that way by just saying you know I know this will make me smile today I know this will make me get me to where I want to be and
1: just do it, <laughs> not yeah. work anyone else. That's <laughs> so true about having to do things with an objective. Because I think that's like, as you get older, you don't have as many hobbies. Like when you were a kid, you'd sign up to do soccer, to do dance yeah. or whatever. But then as you get older, it's, okay, you have a job. And that's yeah. it. And a family yeah. or whatever. I, your yeah. friends. But you don't have stuff that you do just because you enjoy doing it. And I think that's really good to have those things. Yeah. And that's when I realized yeah. I needed more of those things. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you put and you're like
1: uh we need to do things like we're becoming <laughs> 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 I,
0: know, like, yeah. I need to like retire tomorrow because I have like yeah. what am I doing yeah <laughs> well that's the thing. Yeah. I get I get scared because they're like because people are like yeah I've been working here for like 20 years like I've been working here since graduation I've been here for like 30 years I'm like you've been here for 30 years what else do you do <laughs> Like, can you please
1: wait no 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 I said no I gotta get out of here but <laughs> so true is that it's part of the true. reason why you went to get your MBA were you like I need to switch it up no I I just um I
0: don't know why why did I put myself in this anyway well <laughs> I uh I knew that well actually I should say this quick background everyone on this podcast Mm -hmm. you know I'm a broken record with this I actually was pre-med and I wanted to go to med school so I actually was in my undergrad was a biology and communication double major Mm -hmm. but I loved communication and I loved like you know design and business and I was doing that already on the side so I was like uh f med school not doing that not taking the (laughs) MCAT." (laughs) and I said you know what and it was my first time not having a plan I was just Mm -hmm. like I don't know what I'm going to do and I'm someone I'm a Virgo so plan city plan central I'm like there (laughs) we need to have (laughs) everything planned out and with med school I had 14 years of my life planned out and suddenly I didn't have that anymore and so I was like okay well either I go back to school um, doing something else or I work and just figure myself out and I, I did work I actually worked in fashion merchandising for a year. And um, yeah, I did. You know, um, TJ Maxx, Marshalls, you know? Yeah, Yeah, I was doing, I worked at their headquarters. So I was fashion doing fashion merchandising for Marshalls. Yeah. So I did that for a year. Yeah, yeah. So I did that for a year. And then I was like, okay, I I want, I knew with the pandemic happening and everything, I was like, I would rather get this done now. I, I knew at some point I would go back, And I wanted to have it set. Um, And I also knew after the year that I had, I knew I had a better sense of where I wanted to go. And I understood myself better. And I knew with the program, Mm -hmm. I could do a lot of different things that would get me to where I wanted to be. So that's why I went. And I said, Mm -hmm. I'm not staying in New England because I'm originally from Mm -hmm. Connecticut. um, And I lived in Boston for a bit. And I said, I'm just going to move to D.C. (laughs) and just be there. And I I really enjoy it. Mm So yeah, that's kind of why I went back It's just to... um, Finish, finish business. You know, unfinished. Ooh, that was like funny because I go to school.
1: I had unfinished. unfinished business. Business. <laughs> that's
0: awesome.
1: Yeah, he wants to go get his MBA. Aiden does so.
0: Oh, probably please, in a couple of years. Any questions? Seriously, like you have my email. Like any questions he has, like let me know. Yeah. um Yeah, I'd be so happy to ask, like answer anything, especially with testing. Yeah. Like, that's that's anno- All that stuff is annoying. So. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Would you ever go back
0: to school or no? No.
1: No, I don't don't think so. (laughs) I mean, I was definitely like a school person. I loved doing like homework and I liked getting good grades and all that kind of stuff and was like a really good student, but I don't see myself going back. But I don't want to say no, because I do think I might surprise myself one day. But for now, I really have no desire, but we'll see. (laughs) <laughs> You're like done. I listen. Being in it now, I'm like, okay, when am
0: I graduating? <laughs> How much longer do you have? Um, I have. Oh, now I'm a second. Oh my god, I just it just hit me. I'm a second year, a second year now. That's weird to say. But I have a year left, but uh, technically. Okay. I have one more semester at GW, and then I'm actually going to be an exchange student in South Korea. So I will be there next year.
1: (laughs) Oh my goodness, that's awesome!
0: Yeah, so it'll be fun. I'll be doing hope maybe I'll be doing Seoul vlogs, something. Oh, you should.
1: (laughs) I follow one girl, Adrian. Do you know her on YouTube? She's in Adrian Hill.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I love her too. Yeah, she's awesome. She's been there for like, oh my gosh, now it's like 2 years now, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so maybe I I'll I'll will vlog that experience too. So, yeah. uh, I'll have one more semester here and then I'll be over there. So, it'll be good. I I'm glad I went back and I'm glad I'm almost done. It it mm-hmm. flew by with the pandemic. I'm like, I'm not doing anything anyway. So, <laughs> but I agree with That's you so though. I, 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 at first I was like, I don't think I can go back to school. I have to go back with a purpose mm-hmm. and know like why I'm doing it. And then I was like, okay, we'll, we'll just go for it. So, yeah. so one So maybe one day <laughs> I'll tell Michelle, Oh, I'm going back.
1: And I'll be like, Oh, Michelle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I would surprise everyone if I did that. But <laughs> we'll see.
0: oh my gosh well it was I won't keep you too long but thank you so much for joining the podcast this is so fun um guys I hope you really enjoyed the episode this was this was so fun for me I was just like dying laughing the whole time I just love talking to you
1: (laughs) (laughs) no it was so fun for me and I really want to meet up if we ever go to DC I would love to meet up honestly or if you come to Dallas
0: no, I, I really might end up in Texas because I, I actually, I've been to Texas a few times for like mm-hmm. school conferences, stuff, Texas A&M. I have been oh there a my, few cool. times. Yeah, yeah, yeah but my i have a friend who now works in i think dallas i think uh-huh. and um she's like you have to come and i was like all right like well, i could do a little yeehaw a little high yeah I can
1: do a It lot. really, it's fun or i think a lot of people move to austin because austin's pretty hip at, and they where like that. austin is coming out of nowhere i everyone's
0: been talking about austin have you noticed it's all that? the
1: californians yeah they're uh, moving here and they're driving up the house prices a lot. oh no like, house <laughs> you hated right that's that's not good for y'all. Someone make a PSA, no. please. But it makes me happy Stop people going. like people are appreciating Texas. I think that people think it is super yeehaw and there are horses everywhere, which honestly there kind of are. I do see I saw like people on horses in line at Sonic the other day or something random. So I think some of those stereotypes are true. But it's really fun, it's a good place. When you're young, oh, Dallas, God. it's
0: pretty fun. No, I have to, I know I put, I always do the stereotype like yee-haw, but listen, I love the yee-haw, okay. Like that, I, I ask them, I say, you know, if y'all gonna say yeehaw, are you gonna ask ha-yee? I always say, I'm like, we gotta, come on. Like, let's be That's real here. So
1: funny. <laughs> yeah. Especially so. if you're in College Station. College Station's pretty, I think there are better parts of Texas than College Station, but. <laughs>
0: no i don't no think anyone who's there <laughs> yeah. i have a feeling too no so i i need to come to dallas so i will come visit mm-hmm. you i will come Aww. see my other friend too and we but you have to come to dc you and aiden
1: yeah, yeah. You, past at this point everybody's coming <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's coming. he's great in the car he would love it get in dc oh
0: <laughs> uh, please please one day we can go we'll go to the white house knock knock it'll be like hello <laughs> just a little a little dandy a little visit Yeah. oh
1: so funny oh uh,
0: but thank you so so much michelle hopefully i will talk to you soon again and i uh, hope you guys loved having her on isn't she awesome so <laughs> uh, thanks for having
1: me of course talk to you soon Bye. bye